This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. <laughs> it's now, the weekend. Yes, and a lot of people are saying, Hany, why are you so excited for Thursday? Well, for us, Thursday is the start <laughs> of the weekend. But ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot going on today on Future Talk. And let me tell you guys, the weather is beautiful. Oh, it definitely is. And I've been enjoying every bit of it as we start to slowly welcome spring into our lives. Coming up on today's show, we have lots and lots in store. And more specifically today, we're talking all about the moon mission right here in the UAE. Because we've definitely seen the race to the moon restart once again after taking quite a long hiatus. And we're going to tell you exactly what are the preparations for the moon mission to launch in October. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about cookies today, but cookies, <laughs> not the ones that you eat per se, but, uh, you know, the cookies online and how Google is going to stop web tracking cookies that do follow people's web browsing habits. Now, we do know that cookies are more of, you know, like your traits <laughs> per se, what you like to watch, what you like to see, what you like to visit. And Google does use that to give you a better marketing aspect or to give marketers a better view on you and your habits. Yes, indeed. And in the world of apps, we have a very, very special conversation today with an app developer, Hayat Al-Hassan, who actually created the application Switch. If you have ever rented a car, you know how hectic it can definitely be how long the queue lines can be discussing the details of the car renting process but what if we can tell you about one application that will make the entire process become a lot more seamless whether it is you wanting to rent a car or even place your own car up for rent it's going to be a very interesting conversation and i can't wait to share with everyone the application switch yes and ladies and gentlemen twitter is taking a different approach when it does come to their close friends feature. Now we do know that Instagram has a close friends feature. Snapchat has a private story. And now Twitter does have a close friends feature that will allow you to share tweets to up to 150 selected users. What does this mean for the microblogging platform? Well, we're going to be telling you guys in just a few moments, but you do want to keep Pulse95 locked because we, t we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about the race not to space, well, it is to space, but the race <laughs> to the moon. And we're going to leave you with the song called One Love by Blue. This is Future Talk. This is Future Talk. WWW dots and more. It's Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The race to the moon has officially started a lot of countries have actually been excited to get to explore the moon once again after quite a long hiatus and the uae is definitely preparing for it is for its official launch in october yes and ladies and gentlemen right here in the uae we have been doing a lot when it does come to the space sector we have been seeing you know uh, the advancements of the whole probe mars mission that did launch i do believe uh back in 2020 Mm -hmm. Yes, back in 2020. I don't know why. Um, you know, uh, my timeline for life the past two years has been <laughs> off ever since the COVID-19 pandemic. Every day seems like the same day. Oh, 100%. Right? That, comes, that just happens when it comes to me. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the UAE's moon mission and how, how it's on track 
before its October launch. Now, the UAE will attempt to land a rover on the moon in October. And the chief of the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center did announce and clarify and verify that. And this will actually be the Arab world's first ever moon mission that was announced in 2020 with a launch date of around 2024. However, the Emirates was able to secure an earlier flight when it did partner with Japan's iSpace to use its Hakuru-R mission lander to deliver that rover to the lunar surface this year. So we're looking at a collaboration with the Japanese as well. Now, this is huge news because looking at it, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about the U.S. actually even postponing its Artemis moon mission pushing it back even to 2025 because 2024 just seemed too soon of a deadline. But right here in the UAE, we will do the impossible to make it happen. So looking at it, the UAE will definitely be launching their very first rover, hopefully in October and landing on the moon actually in the month as well. So engineers at the UAE Space Center are already assembling the Russia rover and working on the mission had already begun back in 2017. There were definitely lots of delays because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, Nonetheless, after years in development, the Japanese lander will be taking the UAE rover to the moon very, very soon. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we are all looking at, you know, engineers at the UAE Space Center that are assembling the Rashid rover. And we are looking at work starting all the way back in 2017. So it's been, you know, a couple of years they've been working on this project. Now, we are looking, you know, after years in development, the Japanese lander will take the UAE rover to the moon in its nearing completion. Now... A little bit, you know, background, the, the Hakutu R lander has been in development actually since 2019 and technical problems in 2020 did delay its first launch. And, you know, it did have a delay, but thankfully we will now benefit from that delay and put the Rashid rover on that lander to take us to the moon. Now, securing an already available commercial lander does offer the UAE the easiest access to the lunar surface, which we always we want the easy and quick way to get to the moon. And we are looking at moon exploration, you know, being at a halt or like Omnia said, at a hiatus for quite some time now. And now we are looking at, you know, uh, the countries around the world and the UAE starting back up and eyeing the moon for a pit stop location. So when we finally find the, you know, the puzzle that is, you know, the red planet Mars, we will be using moon as, you know, a docking station, a pit stop. Uh, you know, you might have uh, you might just go and see, you know, a gas station there. <laughs> you get some snacks on your way to Mars. You know, it's a future that, you know, we cannot say is too far away. Absolutely. In the months ahead, looking at it, engineers right here in the UAE will be installing radiators, installation layers, as well as multiple solar panels and landing gear so that they can get the Thrasher Drover ready for its journey to the moon. Now, looking at it, the lander that we're actually using from Japan will help the Thrasher Drover, you know, it's going to equip it with wired communication as well as wireless communication whenever it gets to the lunar surface so we can always be in contact with it and have it send information back to planet earth that will be very important for all those researchers who want to learn as much as they can about the surface of the moon yes ladies and gentlemen let us know your guys thoughts 4215 our text lines are open but i just had a burst of energy omnium <laughs> because when i'm looking at what song to put for you guys yes. a blast from the past just <laughs> hit my mind and we're talking about you down jay sean <laughs> daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world oh i'm the cookie monster i knew this was coming i am the cookie monster i, I want to eat your cookies 
Well, Google is making you stop eating all types of cookies, more specifically web tracking cookies. Y- you know, when I used to watch Sesame Street, yeah. and the cookie monster used to eat those cookies, mm. I used to want to eat cookies. He made it very, you know... I dreamt of his job. What do you mean? <laughs> you dreamt of his job? You wanted to be a cookie monster? Yes, 100%. Who wouldn't want to be a cookie monster? I don't know, man. Uh, back in the day, man, I used to see him eat those cookies, and I was like, man... I want to be him too, so I don't blame you, Mia. But <laughs> when we're talking about cookies, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about the cookie monster or cookies you get in a jar. We're talking about cookies online and how Google will stop web tracking these cookies that follow people's web browsing habits. Now, we're going to give you a quick hit, you know, introductory on what cookies are in the world of the internet. Now, cookies are kind of like your fingerprint when it does come to browsing online, mm-hmm. and marketers use these cookies to kind of, you know, target what ads would be more suitable for you. And they understand you and your habits more as a interpersonal relationship. Absolutely. So if you were surprised about why you started seeing more ads about, let's say, ankle boots or... Uh, what is ankle boots? Just like winter boots. Never heard of them. So they hit your ankle. They're not long boots. I know them high tops. <laughs> oh ankle boots. Ankle I'm going to Google that right now. Anyway, um, if you Googled something and you were surprised to find out that now you're seeing it on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on Facebook, well, this is practically the true meaning of what cookies are. They're basically small files that track what you enjoy browsing about and what you are in need of. And we've all come across these little warnings that ask you to accept this website using cookies or tracking you with cookies. But now Google is putting an end to all these little files that have been tracking people's web browsing habits, more specifically because there were a lot of proposals uh, criticizing them, saying that they were invading people's privacy. And U.S. tech giants are currently under huge pressure to overhaul the way they collect data. Google actually was fined 150 million euros by France earlier this month simply over its cookie practices. So it's no surprise that they're halting all those cookies all at once. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at how Chrome users will still be tracked and the websites they visit and even advertising partners will be given three topics, which will be broad themes supposed to correspond their interest. And that will be on basing off the user's browsing history. However, they have said that the process of generating topics would place entirely on the user's device, even if Google itself will not have the access, but advertisers will still be able to retain those topics for three weeks, and people who do use Google Chrome will have an option for opting out entirely. Now, we are looking at how a lot of internet companies have faced stricter rules since, you know, the European Union has passed a massive data privacy law back in 20, 2018 mm-hmm. that was, you know, uh, you know, giving firms to seek direct consent of users before installing cookies on their computers. But a lot of privacy campaigners uh, have filed hundreds of complaints against companies that do include Google and our good friend, uh, the king of privacy, Facebook, <laughs> arguing that they do make it much easier to opt out than opt in than to opt out. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, our text lines are open. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, Omnia, what do we got for them? We have a very interesting conversation with Hayat Al-Hassan, who is actually the founder of the Switch application. It's all about making renting cars and also placing your own car for rent, becoming a much easier process. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Al-Saleh and Hany Balkis.
Did you know that car rental has actually been around almost as long as we have had cars in this world? Yeah, before tech was involved and before we knew applications, thinking about renting a car has definitely been a very difficult process. What comes to mind is long queues, constant arguments with car rental Mm -hmm. companies and making sure that the car you want is the car that you're getting. But now with applications involved, the process can definitely become a lot more seamless. And joining us today is the founder of one application that is helping make this process much, much easier. Emirati tech entrepreneur and the founder of Switch, Hayat Al-Hassan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Now, we do know with every, you know, invention, there is a reason behind it. Maybe you faced that problem before, but what inspired your idea behind this application? The idea is simple, right? Um, when I meet a lot of people who are in the UAE who have come from all across the world, uh, sometimes I meet people who have been in the UAE for three, four five years and at some point you realize that when you have conversations with these people and ask them, what have you explored? What have you seen? Who are the communities you've, mm-hmm. you've connected with? Uh, you realize that they come in super excited to get to know this place. Mm-hmm. And then very soon after, they tend to find themselves stuck between the route from home to work and everything mm-hmm. in between. Um, and we realize that Part of that reason is that mobility is not flexible um, or when it's flexible, it's not accessible or not affordable. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a lot of people use either public transportation or Ubers to get around. And if you if you use ride hailing, uh, such as Uber and Kareem, it gets very expensive Mm -hmm. to just be able to explore the city around you. Uh, whereas if you use public transportation, then you're very limited to where you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Switch was born out of trying to bridge that gap and mm. trying to look at mobility and solving the problem of mobility, not only from a place where we're looking at mobility as moving from A to B, mm-hmm. but also bringing in the freedom and joy of being able to get around. Amazing. And uh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the name Switch actually means key and, you know, the Emirati mm-hmm. dialect as well. So that was a very was nice wordplay. I was going to ask you what is actually the meaning behind the name. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So Switch does mean, uh, you know, key, especially when it does come to cars. And uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting name for a very interesting application. We're going to be taking a short break, but to everyone tuning in, make sure you go ahead and download the app because right after this very short break, we're going to talk about how you can use it to find your preferred car and how it's making the car rental process become a lot more easier. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Whether you're traveling for a weekend getaway, your car is in the garage, or you just need a car rental right away this moment, there's one application that will definitely come in handy for you, and that is Switch. Joining us today is the founder of this amazing application, Emirati Tech Entrepreneur, Hayat Al-Hassan. It's such a joy talking to you today. It's been a joy talking to you too. So right before the break, we were telling everyone to go ahead and download the app. It's available on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple iOS Store, but can you walk us through it? So how can people find their preferred cars what's the process of renting the car and how long does it take the way we've created the app is to make it as simple as possible you come to the app you're able to see a list of cars that you can select from you're also able to select the dates that you want it in uh, or the dates that you want to rent the car in 
-hmm. and it, it could it, it will show you a list of cars you can filter it out uh, based on uh, various uh, characteristics of the car whether you want a car of a certain size mm -hmm. uh, a car with manual gear auto gear for example uh, and a various other features mm -hmm. um, so you're, you're able to go and and from that you're able to see a list of cars explore the car that you want uh, and as soon as you decide okay this is something i'm interested in you're able to cre create your account sign up um, and uh, share your documents verification uh, that allows us to then understand who you are and ensure that um, you're eligible to to rent out these cars mm -hmm. um, and as simple as that uh, the the host of the car uh, receives a notification um, accepts it and you're good to go mm -hmm. and I think you mentioned to me that there are two options so the car could either be delivered to you or you can go ahead and pick it up but in both cases it shouldn't take too long exactly exactly so it's like the middle ground between the car renting company mm -hmm. and the customer themselves a hundred percent and as you mentioned earlier uh, today we're working with rental companies um, and we're also looking into expand to allow any car owner to rent their cars on the platform as well mm, and that's exactly what I wanted to actually explore so you've mentioned that not only can it uh, can this app allow you to rent a car but you can also put up your car for rent so how does that work can it become maybe a little source of income for some people as well a hundred percent this is something that it's it's a model that we've seen across the world mm -hmm. um, where something that we've actually something that excites us about this model is it allows for what we call micro entrepreneurship mm. similar to what happened with airbnb yes. it allowed people to put up their apartments or living spaces on the platform and make some income out of that today people are able to put their cars on the platform and and be able to uh, make money through that way so a lot of people either don't use their cars on a regular basis mm -hmm. or they have spare cars at the house or they actually want to build a business out of buying a few extra cars and then being able to manage it in the form of without really necessarily having to build a whole company mm -hmm. uh, to guide that. 100% mm -hmm. now, well, you know, I've seen this happen with my family in the United States. They actually, you know, they have a car rental business, but not an actual company. Mm. They use an app and they have three or four cars where they sell it and not even... Uh, cars, even motorcycles, and uh, sometimes those fun cars—I think they call them uh, the swings or the mm. or the slingshot. You know, those—it's uh, a motorcycle car, and they set and they rent them out. And they make very good money. So I'm loving seeing this this aspect being implemented right here in the UAE as well. So hats off to you for thinking about it and going that extra mile. Because uh, you know, funny enough, about two three months ago, I was saying, imagine if we had something like this right here. Absolutely. And looking at it, you know, just like you've mentioned, not only is it going to help the individuals make money, but it can also be more sustainable because instead of going and thinking outside the box when we when we talk about, you know, uh, reducing carbon our carbon footprint or carbon emissions, we can also start by decarbonizing by simply allowing other people to use that car instead of, you know, renting from someone else when our car is just sitting in the garage doing nothing. Certainly, the number of cars uh, that are in our cities today is increasing mm -hmm. by the year. Uh, every year, it's increasing by, depending on the city, anywhere between 2 to 8%, mm -hmm. which is an incredible amount. Uh, and by allowing people to utilize each other's cars, we're able to reduce that footprint.
Absolutely. Now, how how can these users list? Uh, like, for example, if I want to list my car on the application, how would the process work? Is it how how quick is it? How easy is it? And let's say, for example, I need to go and deliver the car. Right. So, um, when you list your car on the platform, mm. it's just as simple. So you come onto the platform, you're able to uh, create an, 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 a new car, mm. a listing. And you're able to enter all the details, um, everything from you know the, the details about the car characteristics itself, um, your own description of what the car is. I could mm. e- excite people to uh, come and rent it out. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes, especially with car enthusiasts, they want to share more about their cars mm. and they want to connect with other car enthusiasts. So mm-hmm. this is something that you're able to do. Um, and then you're also able to post even the legal documents that allow us to to verify these cars, mm. to verify the owner, um, and it's as simple as that. And I think that's an important step when it comes to s- listing a car for rent, verifying, because we may have found in the past apps that you know allow you to list up your car for rent, but how can you make sure that this is a legitimate owner and that this car is actually his? I wanted to ask you about the price. So who gets to decide how much can you make out of, like, let's say, listing your car for rent? Who gets to decide that price point? So the, the car hosts themselves decide on that. Mm-hmm. And um, you can put whatever price you want. Um, and something that we've seen is that um, people tend to go by market pricing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and something that we've seen in other markets across the world, especially with uh, the peer-to-peer aspect, which allows essentially every car owner to list their car, is car owners tend to be more willing to uh, rent out the cars at lower prices than your big rental companies. Mm. Um, and so that allows for even more affordability in, in renting out uh, cars. Absolutely. Yeah, and I like it. And I like the, the, the way, you know, we're, we're viewing this. And again, passive income and, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have that mindset and they want to do things that are not, have not yet reached the UAE. And you brought this, you know, this application for peer-to-peer, you know, rental. And I'm even thinking about it right now that maybe <laughs> I'll put something on the side, you know, I'll buy a car, put it on the side and let that generate some passive income for me. Absolutely. Um, we are very excited for the future of Switch. Can you share with us what are your future plans for it? What do you hope uh, that this app will give to its customers? So I, I spoke earlier about the, the joy of mobility, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we don't know yet everything about the future of Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, the next uh, year, five years planned out. We know the markets that we want to go in, uh, but there is also a much bigger challenge in mobility that we still don't have answers for. Uh, but in, in the short term, we're looking to expand into other markets. So we've started in, in Dubai. Um, we're also exploring. Um, um, Pakistan right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just launched in Pakistan uh, and I actually started to test out the peer-to-peer model there. Um, but but moving forward, something that we're very much interested in is uh, solving the, the freedom of mobility, not only for people who have a license and can drive a car, but also for people who don't, mm. right? How can you allow people who don't have a license, cannot rent out a car or cannot own a car to be able to get around and enjoy the freedom of being able to see the cities they're in, being able to connect with the communities they're in with as less friction as possible. That's amazing. Well, why Pakistan? 
Well, for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, the regulation um, aspect uh, of renting out cars in Pakistan mm-hmm. is is pretty feasible. We don't have to worry about the legalities of it, unlike uh, what we're facing here in the UAE, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other reason is actually we've, we've recognized that there is a big market there. So my co-founders, so with three co-founders in total, my two co-founders are Pakistani. They've lived in, in various cities across Pakistan. And while we, when we started off, we didn't realize how big the opportunity is. As soon as we started to explore, we realized there is a much bigger opportunity than we had initially envisioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pakistan is a market that we're interested in. Uh, Saudi is a market that we're interested in. Egypt is another market that we're uh, interested in exploring as well. And, and I would believe these are untapped markets when it does come to this peer-to-peer rent. So I, I am looking, you know, at hopefully, inshallah, big success for you and your team. And, you know, hats off to you guys, because really, I'm I, when I was thinking about this two or three months ago, I was thinking about how, you know, to make passive income. And I remember that I have family that do this in the United States. And I was thinking about if we had a platform that would do that, or if even I, you beat me to it, <laughs> said even if I thought about making some platform, how would that work? But obviously, I don't have the entrepreneurial uh, you know, mindset like you do. <laughs> so hats off to you and, and, and congratulations. And hopefully, we'll see more success for you and your company. Thank you so much. We truly loved having you. And to everyone tuning in to us right now, the application is Switch. It's spelled S-W-E-E-C-H. It's a great app to have on your phone because you just never know when you will need to rent a car. Hayat Al-Hassan, it's been such a great honor having you on our show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, if any updates do happen, <laughs> do let us know. We'd we'll love to have you back. But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we got more tech news coming for you right here in the UAE and Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about the Twitter and how this microblogging platform is becoming really microblogging because we are looking at a new feature that Twitter is introducing that's going to change the way a lot of people tweet. Now, we do know that Twitter is very public. And if you have a public account, even anyone across the world can just enter your name in a a search bar and look at all your tweets. And for some people, they don't want that to happen. So Twitter has now introduced a feature called Close Friends and naming it The Flock. (laughs) Now, I'm laughing about this feature because... All I can think of is the amount of drama it's going to create. I've already seen lots of people, you know, arguing about why am I not in this person's close friends uh, story on Instagram and why is there even a close friends feature? And now Twitter is actually copying the exact same thing to their own platform. So on their new feature, Flock, you can go ahead and limit who gets to view your tweets and who your tweets are targeting. And they actually gave a glimpse of this new feature back in July, and they called it the Trusted Friends at the time. Kept it for quite some time. A lot of people didn't like it, so it went off the platform for some time. And now they're bringing it again with a brand new look and a brand new name under the name Flock. Yes, now... Maybe we're going to be seeing Twitter removing this soon mm, because be as surprised. we saw, you know, fleets and fleets actually, you know, a lot of people well, were complaining about it and we, a lot of people can say it was a complete failure. You miss it? But the majority of the Twitter community does miss it 
because, you know, there's a, it's kind of like Instagram, Omnia. Mm. Now, let's say you take a selfie. You don't want to post it on Instagram. You don't want to yeah. have it as a post. You'd rather have it for 24 hours. Salaamu alaikum. You're done with it. And a lot of people used fleets to, you know, put their selfies, put their pictures to show where they're at. They wouldn't want to tweet it per se. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do miss that. But now we are looking at maybe having that feature once again being introduced and via flocks. I mean, me personally, I might put a picture and have it as a close friends type of thing. Or I would tweet something and have it only, you know. For your flock. <laughs> yeah, for my, my close friends and uh, for my flock. And if you're in someone's flock they and they send a tweet... You will, you know, see a label that may appear beneath that tweet reading. You can see this tweet because the author of this tweet has added you to their flock. So they're giving you kind of an inclusive, you know, look that, hey, <laughs> you're special, my friend. <laughs> now, what's nice about this is if you choose to remove someone from your flock, they won't be notified. They won't even know unless they go ahead and recognize that they are not there anytime. So you can actually feel free to update your list of friends that you can include for your flock at any time, any day. Um, but you can only have up to 150 people in your flock at a time. I mean, at one point, how is it even close friends anymore? If it does exceed, I'm not going to even go with 100 people. I would say 10. Right? Again, I mean, uh, privacy is very important. And, uh, you know, sometimes people just want to tweet things and they don't want the majority of the world watching. But they don't want their account to go private. I do believe this is a cool feature that will be utilized for all the wrong reasons. But... <laughs> I need to ask you, ladies and gentlemen, we want to know your guys' thoughts. We want to know what's going through your brain when Twitter comes out with something like this. And you do know our text lines are open, 4215, so let us know. I wanted to ask you, how many people would be in your flock? Not a lot. A number. I'll go for 15. Okay, fair Probably enough. my friends in real life. Mm. I was going to say, I mean, if you have more than 10 or like up to 15 or 20 even, then that's not really a flock anymore. I wonder if... <laughs> We're going to see viewers of Flock if someone oh, can 100%, view. 100%, I feel like. Like if uh, you know how Instagram will show you how, how many mm. people viewed your story, someone would view your Flock. But we know this story is developing. We're going to be seeing more coming out of Twitter. But ladies and gentlemen, this does put Future Talk to an end. 4215, I want to know your guys' thoughts. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're it's in Sharjah, weekend. it's the weekend for us. <laughs> I know you guys are hearing us. You're like, ah, oh, shucks, man. I got work tomorrow. But, Stay quiet. But it's okay. <laughs> well, it's okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully, you will have a great weekend just like us. But this does conclude our show for today. But Pulse95 has tons of shows to keep you company through the weekend. Mm -hmm. But we will be seeing you guys on Monday. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse95. And we're going to leave you with the 1975 <laughs> the sound. <laughs>